0: problem is in my pants.
1: X-Men.
2: We're like three people talking about how a car starts, but no one's getting in and driving. Uh, yeah, because nobody knows how the car works. You put the fucking key in the ignition <laughs> and you turn it.
0: Yeah.
2: And you slam the pedal into the nearest... <laughs> Yeah, you already forgot to shift it into gear. Uh, who says I ever shifted out of gear? That's why your cars are always fucked <laughs> no. up. Welcome to this issue of X Men. Uh, yeah. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And today we're going to be going over part four of Brian Michael Bendis' Uncanny X-Men, mm-hmm. which is issues 14 through 19? 18. 18. 14 through 18. Yeah. It's the first arc that's not even really an arc because it's a bunch of uh, sort of standalone issues. Yep. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens. Yeah. I mean, some cool stuff. Yeah. Some weird art happens a little bit in there.
0: <laughs> I almost said that too, yeah. Towards the end. Some real weird art.
2: Did they change up artists on this uh, at some point? The, they had to have then. The last book definitely yeah, the last book definitely has a different artist. Yeah. I think Bacalo only did two of these five or maybe three
0: they had bacalo they had anka and then they had some weird dude
2: yeah which is crazy because that issue I was just telling Tony this before we started recording that issue 18 has one of my favorite covers ever it's so fucking dope and like there's so much intensity and detail especially in the x-visor and then the last page is super awesome and everything in between kind of sucks
0: yeah, I agree. That cover is awesome, and I thought the same thing about that ending page. Yeah, That's a like, frameable cover right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that is a pretty sweet cover. It makes you, like, wish everyone made the visor that way.
0: Even uh, Bendis on that issue didn't... I wondered if he didn't write it.
2: Um, I... Let me check. No, he yeah, did write it. Brian Michael it just, Bendis. It didn't seem like he did, because some of it was trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, they jump back and forth too much, like... They kind of went back when there wasn't a purpose to really I felt like there was. We but, can we can discuss it though when yeah. we get to that issue. But uh I think we're we're concentrating a lot how not awesome the cover is of 18 but 16 also had an awesome cover. It did. And I think uh did B- did do that one, didn't he? I don't know. The blood I like spat.
0: 16 and 15 14 was and 17 were just meh.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so let's get into the Meh. yeah so uncanny x-men issue 14 basically the benjamin deed story because uh it starts with uh training it's like all the students are climbing up this mud hill and scott's on the top of the mud hill with emma and magic and just sort of yelling standard scott shit no powers yeah (laughs) that's his training (laughs) It's just yelling no powers (laughs) pretty much and uh, I will I will defend Scott on a lot of shit, but when it comes to how good he is at training, I cannot defend him. He's <laughs> not a good trainer. I actually I wish that his his own combat stuff, the way he gets would get used, would reflect his training. Cause that would make him a much cooler character to watch. But he's only ever using his powers. You only ever just see him staring uh Flexing and shooting, like yeah, basically, yeah, flexing and shooting, like just shooting concussive, like punches out of his face, while making a pose, and it's like, dude, but like, aren't you basically Batman too? Like, you could do so much other stuff, and you don't do it. I mean, that's the fault of the writers, really. Yeah, I mean, the no parents. Yeah, yeah, no parents. I mean, then (laughs) later gets parents, but then like, still his dad abandons him because space pirating, you (laughs) know, space. Well, space pirating's fun. His, yeah. You know what they kind of gloss over all the time is his dad's banging kind of a, a bad guy. Oh, yeah, banging a cat lady? Yeah, I mean I mean, dude. who
0: wouldn't? Hebsubah?
2: <laughs> yeah. You would bang a cat lady?
0: If her name was Hebzibah.
2: So, like, were you into the the whole Cats movie? Are no, you really. one of the ones demanding to release the butthole cut? <laughs> I was just thinking the butthole cut. I am cut. not
0: one of those guys. <laughs> all right, I just had to ask. Uh, but, no, I actually like the way he trains them because the no powers make sense. A lot of times they don't have powers yeah and Scott, even though it doesn't happen a lot he has beat up some people with no powers like when he was in prison just laying the smackdown on all those buff dudes
2: yeah and um when they did it wasn't quite a reboot but it was sort of like a going back in time the first class books do you remember those they changed the way the uh the suits looked because they're trying to modernize the x-men first class yeah it the, was it before was they brought X-Men them first into first class
0: the,
2: yeah yeah the books called x-men first class he, there's an, a whole issue where he takes on a sentinel and he doesn't even have his powers. That's dope. Yeah. He, and he beats the fuck out of it. Pulling some Batman shit. That is crazy. So, I feel like if they showed him do stuff like that more often, he'd be a cooler character. Like, at in terms of, like, mass appeal. But, uh, like, I don't think but it's possible for any though. of us to like him. More. Well yeah.
0: <laughs> it'd be kinda of weird though. It's like you shoot big blasts out of your eyes but instead you want to get up close. That's what I don't understand the X of swords.
2: Um because that can kill a person, right? He's all about control and mitigating the damage not... he could do. Like if he could well, beat I mean, up someone without doing that, why not do that? I think he can it'd lower be cooler. I think it'd be cooler if they had his powers like if they showed him using his powers more like uh, in the third season of Daredevil, how Bullseye used his powers where he's, like, punching and kicking, but he keeps throwing shit at you mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah,
0: he could definitely de- – he could be shooting from the front and, like, attacking somebody with hands and feet from behind, like somebody who's trying to get him from behind, you know?
2: Well, or even on, like, one-on-one, it'd be cool to see, like, somebody punches at him, he deflects the punch and then blasts, like, their leg out from underneath him and then elbows them in the head or something like that. So I'm going to make a plug here, and it's for the future. If you'd like to read a book about how Cyclops should really be written, read The Seeker. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Why? No, we're, yeah, we got certain books we're working on. That yeah. We, buy those when those come out. Exactly. And hopefully, when you're listening to this, they are on sale. Yeah, well, this episode's coming out next week. No, no, I'm aware, <laughs> but like, you know, people go back and listen to this shit way in the future. I'll update the show notes. <laughs> anyway, fun- when you th-
0: when you think about it though, how powerful his blasts are, and like Tony, how you were talking about, he could like block somebody and then shoot their leg. He could blast a leg off your body. Yeah, but if, if he's he just was, trying, if he was to- full power.
2: Yeah, if he if he's trying to disable you, but if he's just trying to fight you, he could ter- easily turn his uh, visor down so it's just like as not- as much power as like a punch or a kick.
0: Yeah, it's just funny to think about that he can do that stuff like when. Uh, young Cyclops blasted Beast in the face at like, point-blank range. It just turned his head when that would have killed him. I just, yeah, think visually,
2: I just think visually that's probably the coolest way to make Cyclops fight without him just standing and flexing.
0: I agree. Well, they need to do more of that. More geometry powers.
2: Anyway, what these students need are more muscles. Because they kind of suck. They all get up this... And it doesn't even seem like it's that steep. You look at it, and it's, like, only maybe two feet. I, I'm i pretty sure that they've been climbing for a while. That's not the whole hill. <laughs> it's all we're shown. I think point. that's the last little bit of what they're climbing. My in. point oh. is, yeah, but that's where he's given up. I like the idea, though, that Benjamin is at the base. and It's <laughs> just like, I can't do it, guys. I can't make it up the, the two feet. The, it, like
0: Emma Frost did this while holding an umbrella and an apple. So come I do know what this dude's complaining come on. about.
2: You think Emma Frost did this? No, she had magic just bust her up there. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, true. Probably.
2: <laughs> a- Emma Frost wasn't doing this. Um, I like how she <laughs> like, she made sure she didn't. Well, I guess she hasn't been wearing white this whole time. Yeah. Say, she, like, it's a good thing she's no longer wearing white because then her her clothes would look like angel's wings. Yeah. It's just all dirty. Anyway, uh, so there's. It actually opens with a pretty funny. Yeah, (laughs) it opens with a pretty funny uh, moment where Ava is like the first actually reaching the top, and Fabio is right behind her, and they're talking to each other, and he's clearly trying to not look at her butt, like uh, Bacalo draws Fabio's eyes looking like as far left as he could be. He yeah he's he's trying to be a good guy. Yeah, (laughs) like Gold Balls is constantly just. Trying his best. I <laughs> thought you were gonna say is constantly getting blue balls. No, it's constantly. I mean, he probably. I has. haven't seen him in a sex scene in the comics, so <laughs> who knows? We've seen glob jerk off. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. You're in a school surrounded by uh, Emma Frost and her clones, and you're not seeing any action, right? So you you're not <laughs> between the panels. He's, I mean, he's the best one. If, if you're a chick at that school and you got to choose between any of them there. Yeah.
0: Angel is there. Come on now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but he kind of fucks off. With, like, but he's super old. They're all trying to do that foursome with Gene. Ew. They are. That's the whole, the love oh, quadrahedron we were yeah. about. Yeah, the love quadrahedron. Yeah.
0: I like how when uh, Gold Balls is talking and he's walking up, it's like his actual commentary sounds like he is trying not to look. He's like, how... Uh, it's just all
2: going to work. Yeah. I like how you just ewed though the entire plot of current X Men comics. Well, I mean it's a little gross. <laughs> all of Dawn of X is like they're all fucking each other, and uh, yeah, and they're eating a like a they're eating a guy, technically. Yeah, because like Krakoa is a person, and but they're eating all though? the fruit off Krakoa. Yeah, he's an island no no man, a, is a Doug, a, like a man is in. an island doug's <laughs> even like a man is an island that's an old saying right a man owns an island that was no man is an island <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> and he's making mortal Kombat on it yeah uh the fucking dana white dana white owner of the ufc it, wants to make an a uh, fight island like mortal Kombat. i think he already bought it
0: i feel like did he just watch this movie
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it got canceled anyway. I like how your brain, though, when you hear Mortal Kombat, you're like the movie <laughs> instead of the video game. Well,
0: because there wasn't an island in the video game.
2: Yeah, it, there's a lot of video games. One of them has an island. It was the movie. The movie think, like ripped off what was a Game of Death. The Bruce Lee or no Enter the Dragon. Enter yeah. the Dragon. Yeah, With Bruce Kareem Lee shows up. Bar. Yeah. No, he's not in that one. I'm up. Per- well, we're getting off track. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so this is a good episode. Ben Ben struggling really badly to get up this mud hill basically. We're still on the first. Yeah. We are. Uh and I think Irma one of them goes to try to help him up and Scott right away is like, "No." <laughs> You do not help him. No powers. No powers. <laughs> he's like, no powers. Get up there. And even Benjamin's like, how do you expect me to get up here with no powers? And he even makes a comment like, you all need this training. Like, uh, Scott makes this comment. You all need this training, especially you, Mr. Deeds. And he's like, what is that supposed to mean? He finally gets up. And it's like, well, isn't it obvious what it's supposed to mean? Like, you ain't your powers are shit when it comes to, like, combative stuff. Like, you, you need to know how to do stuff like... Athletically, Just calling him Mr. Deeds is so funny. <laughs> I know, I know. But they do. They call him Mr. Deeds you several believe times. Deeds bought us all these?
0: Yeah, he was egging them on big time. Like, what good are you? He was he, just dissing him.
2: He does. Mr. Longfellow Deeds. And then just pushes them down like, you ain't shit. You so ain't even just- a, a piece of shit. Yeah, and if you go back into the old x-men comics when scott was first training he uses powers all the fucking time for everything oh yeah it's weird that he has like this whole no powers thing well think about it how many times is the are the x-men in a situation and their powers get neutralized and they're like fuck yeah, we're mean- so screwed if only we knew how to do stuff without our powers i just think it's going to be weird when they get into a situation that in involves fighting people with their powers and they don't know how to use them because all of Scott's (laughs) training is powerless
0: i I think it has to do with the fact times have changed like back then they were training like all day every day and now he's trying to kind of get these guys up to speed quicker
2: yeah yeah i mean they used to use medicine balls and stuff and now they got to climb up a mud hill so well to be fair they had those around because you know xavier it was just his physical therapy stuff and now he's not around. <laughs> then why did he have that butt thing with the rubber band on it? He can't stand and use that. When Cyclops thinking. is
0: telling Deeds, Mr. Deeds, yeah. what good are you? He, he is so close to his face. Like his nose is
2: past his nose.
0: That's how close they are. They're yeah. closer than nose to nose.
2: And then he pulls the thing like, come on, hit me. You know you want to hit me. And then he's like, everyone wants to hit you. You're Scott Summers. And Emma's all like, good one. I like how his fighting his moves. Jabs at was- him. Throwing him down the hill that he climbed that up, and now he has to climb back <laughs> up. I know. Uh, I th- I liked the sequencing though. The um the paneling of like where he gets up, where he stands back up, and the rain is just sort of pouring on him, and then it goes to him in the shower. Yeah, and that, that's that pouring is, on him visually. That's really it. Does really look really good. Um, and then he's leaving the shower, and uh who is it uh triage is like you know he respects you for even trying right who i want to add is also coming out of the same shower oh yeah but gold balls is still in the shower gold balls he's sleeping.
0: sleeping with gold balls
2: he's he's sleeping in like in the shower area yeah he's sleeping
0: <laughs> yeah uh, but he's still
2: there but yeah uh, but the, yeah they got the towels in front of them like they weren't just hanging dick in the same shower. <laughs> well now they're going toward their rooms, so yeah. there might be gross you know <laughs> And he's like, yeah, sure, he respects me. Because, of course, he doesn't. I like how that's your point. And as soon as he sees a girl, he literally drops his towel. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ben goes into uh, his room. And Emma Frost is just sitting there. And, yeah, he drops his towel. And she's like, I believe you've dropped your towel, Mr. Deeds. (laughs) Looks
0: like she's wearing a Punisher shirt. I was
2: going to say the same thing. Yeah, she's wearing a Punisher shirt. I think it might be how she's sitting, though. Because... In other panels, it looks like it's just, like, varied lines.
0: Yeah, when she stands up, it looks different.
2: I think just, like, for some reason, they're like, she's going to have a punk look in this page. I don't know. It, it was weird. But uh, she starts um, intimidatingly, like, grilling him, which, like, it has got to be jarring, right? Like, isn't he the youngest one there? No. Who is? Who's? We, we go over this constantly. Okay. Who is the youngest one? Who... Goal Goldballs? He's the youngest? He's the one that's still in high. It's either him or Triage. I thought he was working at Hot Dog on a Stick. I, God damn it. Every time you bring up Hot Dog on a Stick, he goes to high school still. Now, currently in the comics, he's in high school. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Deeds is in college. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, because he got kicked off
2: the campus or something. Yeah, I don't know how old Triage is. I could also see him being in high school. but No, he was in college. I remember wasn't being brought up. Yeah, yeah. so Gold Balls is the youngest one. He's the one who was in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Triage. Yeah. So she's like, so your powers, we don't know what they are fully, but, you know, they're passive, so we have to, like, figure this out. And, like, the whole time, he's like, yeah, I am aware that my powers are passive and stuff, and he's, like, morphing into her Yeah. while which, they're doing that. Which kind of confirms that... I mean, maybe not before, because he could just kind of vaguely do the face, but now he he's definitely grew boobs. He's yeah. in the boobs. Yeah, they even, like, pull... Which, they're like, they're her boobs. Why are you <laughs> <hiding>? <laughs> You don't need to hide them from her. They're hers. Well, that's why I was wondering, like, does he completely change sex or something? Because he also, like, hips and everything. Like, his entire body yeah. changed. Yeah.
0: I don't think he fully changes into somebody. He just kind of resembles them. So well, it wouldn't be, like, her exact replica.
2: It was that at first, but it seems like he's growing his, to look more and more like his them. entire body kind of morphs in that page anyway yeah, yeah
0: his body changes but that's why nobody because don't you think it, people would think it's weird like hey you look exactly like me you are me i'm looking at me right now
2: well what i'm saying is he's still not exactly uh exactly like them but he, his powers are growing to where he can look more and more like them yeah and Anyway, this is all just Emma Frost pressuring him to use his powers because she suspects that there's more to them than they all understand. And then she notices the light flicker and she's like, I think your powers did that. And I'm also feeling like a psychosomatic effect from your powers, like relaxing and stuff. It's like, all right, well, we're going to train you, see how your powers actually work in the real world in like different circumstances because your powers aren't really going to show themselves. And the sort of training Scott's putting you through. And they, they kind of make a point of it to note that, like, his powers don't work through pheromones. They work through, like, electric impulses. Yes, yeah, sort of. They're still chemically based. That's the weird thing. She says they're chemically based. Yeah. But I, I assume the chemical... But not pheromones. It's weird. Because what I'm assuming is the chemical is setting off electric impulses in your brain that are making you more comfortable and friendly towards that person. Instead of, like, a, a full pheromone that is just kind of attracting people. He's, like, the perfect modern-day chameleon. No, that'd be the chameleon. No. I mean, if he's actually stopping uh, cameras and stuff from seeing him. Like, if he if it's an electrical impulses fucking with both people's brains and with technology. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's kind of like a mixture between um, chameleon or, like, mystique, either one of them a mixture of them and um Bedlam I guess I don't know who Bedlam is I uh, he is Terry Crews Terry Crews the the and, football player you're Ronald Reagan the actor <laughs> 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 Is that what you're saying? Terry Crews and Deadpool too Yeah no, no no I was fucking with you <laughs> Anyway uh, so she's like, where do you want to go? Pick anywhere in the world, and we'll magic bus there. And he's like, uh, Atlantic City? And they're like, yeah, let's go there. She literally gives him the choice that anywhere in the world, he chooses fucking New Jersey. Yeah. Well, and she's even like, that's perfect, and they get there, and she's like, this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's New Jersey. I've never been to New Jersey, but I've heard horrible things. Yeah. Uh, and then this is where his training montage begins, right? Like, first... She's like, go hit on that girl over there and you're going to make her feel super comfortable because of your superpowers. And he's like, creeps her out right away. He's like, it's not going to work. I don't know how I'm gay. And she's like, that shouldn't matter at all. (laughs) She's like, I'm not telling you to fuck her. Just hit (laughs) her. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, he goes over there and then right away she leaves and then she also gets security. And then he sort of gets thrown out. Then he sees a different girl who's got like a book and he's like, I know that book. And then he goes over there, and his powers work, and thus begins the montage of all these people. He suddenly is like, hey, I'm just like you, coat check girl, coffee girl, craps guy, comic book guy, random (laughs) chick on a bench. Worst summary ever. (laughs) Uh, A little bit, because I've actually, I just stopped writing them. There were more. And... I guess she's reading uh, Stanley Kubrick's Napoleon, if anybody was wondering. Oh yeah, the book that they bonded in. over. Yeah, yeah, and they make a little dig at the movie AI. So uh, yeah, and then they end up at a building, and Emma's like, "Okay, so now we want to test your powers in a uh, practical, real-world scenario." And she's like, "I want you to take uh, this envelope, and I want you to to deliver it to what Timothy, right, Timothy Dugan?" Uh, Timothy. <laughs> Timothy Dugan? It was like Dum Dum Dugan's cousin or something? He definitely looks like him. He does look like him, but I thought Dum Dum was dead at this time. Or it was just like a weird android thing. I don't know. Yeah, who the hell knows what's going on? <laughs> uh, but anyway, she's like, I want you to take this letter and deliver it to that guy. That's all you got to do. And he's like, That's all you want me to do? And she's like, Yep, that's all you got to do. And he's like, All right. And he goes through there, he, he goes up to the, like, reception desk, and the guy's like, all right, I'll take it from here. And he's like, no, I got to take this. Uh, I got to deliver this to the guy up top. And he's like, all right, you're cool with me. I like the – I like your mustache. Your <laughs> I, I almost said it. I realized I said I it, like, every episode. Now for the past <laughs> four Yeah, your <laughs> <phrase>. <laughs> I,
0: You see he was about to sign that – or he did sign it, Scott Pilgrim.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because – That's all I've been talking to Tony about, basically. If anybody doesn't know, I'm a huge fan of Scott Pilgrim. I'd never seen it. Which, oddly enough, Tony was like, well, I mean, it could be that, or it could be like Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, who's Scott Pilgrim? He's like, I don't know. He's related to Brian (laughs) (laughs) Pilgrim. Just a (laughs) random name. Flying Brian (laughs) Pilgrim. But, you know, you should not only, Justin, you should not only see Scott Pilgrim. You should read the book, too, because the book's fantastic. Yeah, so I didn't even know there was a book. Yeah, it's based on a comic.
0: I didn't know there was a comic
2: yeah and Edgar Wright directed it he did all all his movies are good
0: you're blowing my mind over
2: here (laughs) so he makes it through that he gets to like this other like second reception desk and the lady's like all right I could take this envelope and give it to Tim and he's like no I gotta deliver it in person and she's like all right that's cool too (laughs) and she'll sluts him on through and then uh Dugan's like hey young fella I like the cut of your jib (laughs) and uh he gives him the envelope and then just walks away thinking like oh that was no big deal and then uh dugan opens it and reads it and finds it's a letter from scott and it says someone in your organization is creating uh, mutant hunting sentinels and trying to kill my people stop them or we are going to war yours truly scott suppers I like you signed it all nice. You should add a little heart. It's the Terminator theme. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> and it's like, upon reading this, Dugan's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" And then everyone's alerted, and the reception lady, who seemed like a cute old lady, is like, "This is Agent blah blah blah." I got him, like, in holding uh, Benjamin at gunpoint. Yeah, and then he like makes him trip on acid, because uh, I guess his impulses can cause illusions in their brain too no that was magic do, no no do, that was uh, magic that was I the thought demons they explicitly said that uh he was our or no yeah you're right i yeah. thought they explicitly said he got himself out of that they're no they're they're throwing all the uh the shield agents are thrown off because they got this guy surrounded and then suddenly demons show up yeah. and then he disappears i'm like wait what the fuck just happened i look out for a second scott was like yeah but he got caught and they're like your, your note that you wrote got him caught. He did everything perfectly. Your note was like, hey, you, you should stop this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> And he was like, all right, great, fantastic. You still can't fight for shit, but <laughs> but we can use you for something. Yeah. Basically, he's like I, the perfect secret agent. He
0: seemed pretty proud of it. It was uh, Magic who was dissing him.
2: Oh, saying yeah. He yeah. got caught.
0: <laughs> yeah. Scott was proud that he can actually do something yeah (laughs) he was like i thought this guy was trash
2: (laughs) almost every i mean the only mutant set that have showed because like he has problems with deeds and with um hijack hijack and uh he's had a couple like the power that screams like that they're the best person or the best power set there is um ava bell and yeah uh gold balls is just fun is he's fun Goldball's power is like pr- seems pretty useless, but also he's all, always the one who's like accidentally shooting his powers off and saving everybody. Well,
0: he's also hit Cyclops in the head twice. Yeah. So Cyclops is like this guy is not to be messed with.
2: Yeah, he knows his raw power. Well, also yeah. he like he doesn't mind him either. Like he's been assaulted by him twice and is like You're cool, man. As much as Goldballs Balls whines, he's not a complainer, if that makes any sense. Go ahead and keep wearing flip-flops into the field. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great choice. Gold Balls is always like, oh, my God, we're doing this stuff. But he's never, like, questioning Scott. He's not whining
0: to Scott. He's whining to everyone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even about what they're doing. It's just like, oh, this is crazy. Everything's crazy. It's so funny, though. Like, all right, look back through this lens, though, that – Benjamin was freaked out by the X-Men because they showed up in his school and then everything went to shit because a Sentinel showed up. No, no, not even a Sentinel. It was both X-Men teams and then everything started going crazy. And then Scott comes back and he basically begs him after he blew up his school because Gene threw him, he broke his neck, visor came off, explosions everywhere then he practically Classic begs Scott. he practically begs Benjamin to come and join his x-men team cuz that he's going to help teach him how to use his powers and Benjamin's like dude no fucking way and he goes to walk away and he's like well, you know what my parents haven't been returning my phone calls i probably am homeless yeah. all right and then just a couple weeks later he's beating the shit out of him in mud <laughs> saying don't use your powers i mean also your powers wouldn't help you right now anyway but like you're a little bitch <laughs> you need more mud on you like it's it's crazy and then he's just like i'm so sorry i'm useless and he's like, it's just that part is like vaguely cultish to where like, yeah you're like eh, i don't want to join and they're like well you're out of here and like, i have nowhere else to go <laughs> yeah um my parents, it's been weeks, and so my parents still aren't <laughs> answering me. I've been trying to leave, but my parents hate me. And he's, he's already seen the weirdos on the other X-Men teams, and he doesn't want to go hang out with them. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Uncanny X-Men issue 15, Girls' Night. Girls' Night. Uh, I don't have a lot on this, frankly. And not a lot really happens um, up until the end. I like the beginning. It starts with uh, Magic is with Doctor Strange because, you know, all this time – uh, since her power freaked out a few issues ago she's been getting like counseling from uh, old uh yeah Dr Strange in the past she's been going back in time and having Dr Strange then who's not a racist uh help her control we'll her powers come on man
0: what is he a racist now a he's little not a bit. racist now he's a little just, bit he knows he's the an Avengers. Avengers
2: and he will call the Avengers he's I, not while we're cap team six like <laughs> yeah. he's not hanging out with them he is like he's separated from that. He deals with interdimensional monsters as friends all the time. He is the least racist person. He's got a friend that's a monster. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's got a friend that's Asian. <laughs> he's got and a friend say, that's Asian. They're friends. <laughs> so, the first
0: page or the cover, I got to point out, it says the names of everybody. So, it says Irma with the black hair.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, it doesn't say the name of everybody, though, because Magic's not there, and it just says no, the Magic's cuckoos the for uh, Celestia and what's-her-face. Magic's Mag- top left, but it doesn't
0: say the cuckoos.
2: Magic's top left. I'm looking at the cover right now. Yeah, so am I. You see Magic?
0: Yeah. She's above and to the left of Emma.
2: Right there. Oh, that's way back there. Yep.
0: Thrilling. But I just want to point that out, because I think they mess up the name later.
2: Oh, probably. Uh, they eventually... Even with st- the hair. They eventually switch uh, one of them to. I, I forget who it is. Who's the one who's not. Red hair. Celestia and not Irma. I think it's just Celeste. Celeste? Celestia. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's about Celeste. Celeste. Uh,
0: Celeste, Irma, and it, is it Phoebe?
2: That one. That one, they they make her a redhead and they don't even bring it up.
0: Yeah, it just randomly happens. Yeah. And then th- that's the one they call Irma. <laughs> and
2: Is Irma Weird. the one that has a, also another name that you. Uh, I
0: think that's Mindy. Mindy. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Irma's Mindy. Weird. <laughs> Fickle Unwarned Spinkle. <laughs> 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 and they all start throwing up. <laughs> this <laughs> so is like, like Irma's up. Mindy. Mindy is Irma. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that transphobic movie aside. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, but that is a funny line. So... It, Issue 15 starts with Magic um, sitting across from Doctor Strange, and they're meditating. Uh, but in reality, she's taking a nap, and he notices she's taking a nap, because she mumbles, Dasvidanya, bitches. And I thought <laughs> that was, was kind awesome. of a great moment. That's just how she constantly sleeps. <laughs> her sleep. And so he uses a, a whole spell just to, like, bugger. Like, isn't it? Like, the spell of... Annoying annoyance or something like it that. It was the, the spell oh. of mild, uh, mild disturbance, yeah. yeah, just to sort of wake her up. And then she flips out and then realizes what she's doing and where she's at. And she's like, Oh, my bad, yeah, which right,
0: I so lo- she tries to stab him or cut him in half, cut him in like- half.
2: And he's not shook at all, no, <laughs> she's done that before. That's a dude who's I like that. That's how she
0: wakes up, on. though,
2: <laughs> yeah. That- you
0: don't wake her up, that's how she wakes up. He
2: yeah. didn't like shake her, and he cast the spell that kind of disturbed him. Which also kind of slaps in the face of, like, mag- uh, magic always, like, the bill for magic always is due. Like, he, but he casts, like, a little spell, and he's like, ah, that's a small bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that still should come back in some way, just because you mildly like disturbed, her. disturbed her. Like, he stubs yeah. his toe, and is like, that was payment. <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, he for has to be mildly annoyed later? Yeah.
0: like that's her reaction to the smoke alarm going off minor (laughs) disturbance
2: i mean maybe the payback was uh him being a like a little frightened by her swinging a sword at him um so anyway she goes back to her present time and uh right away mindy's like or or no celeste is like where do you go and she's like it's none of your business he's like well we want to go somewhere but we don't want to just ask you to take us there because like you're our magic bus but we know you don't like being called the magic <laughs> bus but we really want to go like basically they're just like hey we don't have any clothes and we want to go shopping so would you take us shopping <laughs> and i like that they uh she's like why the hell are you asking me they're like you're the nice one she's like i'm the nice one but <laughs> yeah. then they ask uh emma frost and she was like yes let's go yeah <laughs> Uh, and I like how they're like, and also we don't have money. And she's like, Oh, right. Money. He uh, <laughs> grabs grab this, my duffel bag. He grabs a duffel bag and it's just filled with cash. And she's like, okay, we got money. And she's like, this is all your money. Oh, I think Gene uh, was like, this is all your money. And she's like, well, it's our money. But by our money, I mean, yes, it's my money. Yeah, it's my, it's, it's my money. I was, I led the hellfire club. <laughs> like I got cash. Probably like all the cash buried just randomly all over the country. Yeah, well, I mean, she can't use banks right now unless it's like yeah. like a Swiss bank account. And I so, like that
0: Gene uh, said, I've been wearing this clothes since like 1963, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> which
2: is probably only like three weeks ago. <laughs> what? And also, not true. But she yeah, because it was clothes. the appearance of the yeah. X
0: Men, so that's why it was so hilarious.
2: Yeah, when they time traveled to the. Oh, yeah, uh, but she's still future, wearing the clothes line. They didn't bring clothes. <laughs> yeah, they just stole those. She's
0: talking about the Undies
2: oh yeah Yeah, that's rough yeah they need to go shopping
0: (laughs) you're like yeah please go shopping
2: (laughs) um yeah and they drag i they they go down and uh get shadow cat she's with scott and uh she's like i'd I'd rather not go shopping and they're like you've been wearing that since 1980 they redo the joke yeah
1: which is
0: her first appearance too so i loved it
2: yeah i I feel like you have a hard time finding any negative in yeah, out. I kind of said that in a negative way, and Tony kind of seconded it in a negative way. And then you're like, I know, it was such a great joke. <laughs> That's why he aggressively stayed He loved it. Well,
0: because I, I always like those callbacks to the old stuff. So
2: I, I know. It was the fact that it was a callback to their own joke within the same issue is what bugged me. Like, that happened just a page ago.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I'd prefer to keep it in one issue than stretch it out. Let's get it over with.
2: Oh, you want to get it over with? All right. So, I mean, the girls the want to <laughs> shop? They go shop, uh, and then they get beaten by an Inhuman who just got their powers, and uh, sort of the end. I mean, we can double back now and talk about this stuff, but that's what happens. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, it, this, this I didn't is...
0: ask for a speed read. I said <laughs> I'd rather isn't get a the Diz jokes issue, done in man. one issue.
2: Oh, well, because you see, Finkel's Einhorn. <laughs> <laughs> <But Einhorn's> Finkel Einhorn. But Einhorn is
0: Finkel. It's not dense, but it has this character development and actual people talking to each other which seems to not happen a lot there so is like that
2: to... uh gene calls celeste out for being a bitch like tempest is like uh, can i gene gray can yeah. i ask you something and then she does the whole thing of like oh just call me gene because you keep calling me gene gray
0: she says Jeannie, which when has she ever wanted to be called genie right in what universe
2: she's getting used to uh logan saying it i guess oh weird she knows he's about to die so she's like yeah i guess it's cool now yeah foreshadowing (laughs) uh it i don't know man this it felt like a weird like just overall this book was weird because it felt like it's not exactly like a girl power thing but it was definitely meant to be like hey here are all the female characters of this x-men group like you'd think it was like supposed to be a highlight of them characteristically but what Bendis actually ends up doing is he shows how weak they are because a random inhuman. Like, the, the big buildup is, like, they go get lunch after they shop. And then they hear uh, cop cars and, like, fire trucks and stuff. And they go follow that. Turns and that is just a little Wayne. <laughs> 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 just driving by. Just go, <laughs> wee, wee, wee. <laughs> they, they follow that. They cut through the crowd just to find that it's um, a cocoon. a, a what Was it a Terrigen cocoon? Terrigen pod. And right as they get up to it, it bursts open and a brand new inhuman gets out of it. And then that inhuman inadvertently beats all of them. And he's super without racist. Without even trying. He's super racist. He's like, no, you mutants are dirty people. Yeah. Well, well he's got a fish face with holes in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of knocks himself out with his power uh, expenditure. And then AIM shows up and then just collects his body. And even they're like, I mean, should we do anything about these mutants? And like, nah, they're gross. Yeah, and I mean, I think they're were, they were trying to show how powerful he is. But, I mean, it does come, kind of come off when, like, <laughs> it does kind of come off of, like, man, he easily knocked all of them out. Yeah. But, like, it, to me, uh, like I was saying to you earlier, it's like, just the fact that... Uh, it shows Kitty Pride standing and then falling over. Uh it shows like how how strong he is that even her phasing couldn't stop it.
0: That was the real show of power in my opinion, because nobody was ready. They didn't expect him to attack. He didn't even know what was going on. And he took himself out, which how powerful was that? He just performed self destruct. <laughs> <He did.
2: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Fucking he <you look> back <laughs> from Graveler.
0: But the uh, yeah the the fact that he still hurt Kitty Pride even though she phased. I mean, is, fair uh, enough, but this doesn't feat.
2: come back around until what? Like you, in a way, you could be like, oh, this is a precursor to uh, after Secret War. Well, I mean, this is when but- they start setting up all the uh, the Inhuman versus X Men stuff. Yeah, I
0: think this is a tie-in to multiple books going on right now. That's Minor. super
2: early then, though, because this doesn't come back into play with the Uncanny run at all. No, but, I mean, they they did the Inhuman vs. X-Men stuff for a while leading up to that. The whole story arc between them starts as soon as Terra Genesis is a, a cloud moving across the planet. They didn't really pick that up, though, until after Secret War. No, they didn't they like, mean, it didn't finish off, but it was a thing. It's a thing right here. It's the clouds already out there. I guess. I don't know. It's I don't remember it at all tying in to any of the major X stuff outside of this. Like I was surprised to read like, "Oh, they were doing Terrigen stuff like back this far?" Like, I don't know. This is
0: its own crossover storyline in Humanity.
2: Okay. Yeah. I think cuz obviously we don't read Inhuman stuff besides Donny Kate's five issues. But I think the Inhumans were going pretty hard on that. Because Miss Marvel is born out of that Terra Genesis cloud. That's how far back that goes. Miss Marvel's born in this time? I thought a little bit was not A little bit before this. Okay. And, and around 2013, that's when Miss Marvel came around. And she was born out of a Terra Genesis cloud. That's weird that they waited so long to be like, oh, by the way, the Terra Genesis is, uh, cloud is poison to mutants. I mean, it was. Uh... Yeah. It, it wasn't Poison the Mutants until after uh, Secret War. Yeah, but I mean, it took a while. we don't see them really coming contact. But it also, there used to be a thing where you, you could be an inhuman and a mutant. But, but this wasn't the cloud,
0: though. This was a bomb, they said. Yeah. It was a Terrigen bomb.
2: Uh, I mean, maybe they assumed that, but they had this is the time that clouds were going around.
0: Yeah, but Gene read his mind or read minds, and she came up with it from minds. Yeah, Either those way. people don't know what they're talking about. They fake get, news. They fake get news. owned fake by news. a nobody. And that's yeah, pretty much it. It's own thing. That's why it says uh, issue 15 INH after it for inhumanity.
2: Yeah. And then they uh, wake up, like, sort of, like, hung over. And they're like, I guess we just leave now, grab our bags of stuff, and, yeah, like, kind of walk <laughs> ashamed shame back to Weapon X. I, I mean, the do like that. Charles uh, Xavier's cool. Jean Grey, even though she's in, like, 50 years after... The timeline that she's used to she still dresses like she's from the 60s oh yeah she bought yeah new clothes <laughs> yeah and then
0: uh um, i don't think she got dressed yet did she
2: she did yeah they she's wearing changed. different clothes
0: oh she yeah wow she looks like she's wearing the same thing she bought like a new pair of the same It's color
2: scheme man but uh issue 16 before you you get into that i just have to say you reappear i reappear yeah. oh because you <laughs> called me the guy well you kind of called her. yourself that <laughs> guy I think I called all of us that guy. I You're, think I called the three of us that guy. Well, I think I called you that guy, and you are like, well, I didn't want to say it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the, beard, uh, oh. the beard man who's talking about how much he loves Cyclops. <laughs> who's talking about how great Cyclops is. Mm-hmm. He's not saying he loves him. He's saying he's a hero. He said he looked into his face and saw the face of a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he loves him. <laughs> I mean, it might not be a romantic love. They might not want to be like, uh, like grinding on each other. It's an but admiration. Yeah, which is a form of love. So, uh, issue sixteen brings us back to Ann Arbor. Uh, they're having another rally yeah. where that uh, Sentinel showed up and fucked things up. And the guy reminds everyone too, is like, "Hey, remember when I was up here like a couple weeks ago?" and I said that the world was watching. Well, the X Men were watching too, and they showed up, and wasn't that awesome? But then also a Sentinel showed up, and then that wasn't awesome. Me and Cyclops were pretty tight now, but we're I really saw watched. Cyclops, and he is awesome. <laughs> so, you know, I looked into his visor, and I saw the visor of a hero. <laughs> uh, and but the rally now is actually like half pro mutant and half anti mutant. And so you got people yelling that they're abominations and that it's a lie. And uh, Magneto shows up and they do this cool thing. Uh, Bacalo draws like it almost looks as though Magneto is forming his helmet around himself as he's watching this go on. And he's like, there's this moment where he's like, you guys think you remotely understand mutants? You don't come close to understanding our pain. He's like smashing a a news van into the crowd. Yeah, because they say like, oh, our mutant brothers and sisters. and That's when he lost it. He's like, brothers and sisters? (laughs) Like, you're not our brothers and sisters. Like, we get slaughtered and we just stand you, we just see you stand by and do nothing. Although, he's doing this at a protest. Uh, I know, yeah. uh, For anti-mutant people. Like, it's a supporting mutant rally. It is. But that's just showing that that villain is still there. And, yep. like, the back of his head. Because this all turns out to just be thoughts, but it, I thought it was really cool how uh, Bacalo draws the helmet forming around him and then he he, f- he draws that he forms his old suit, the villain suit, yeah, on him. And it's all in red and he's, like, destroying everything and then you see that he's just thinking it all. It's, n- it's nice to see that even though he's in on scott's side and kind of like with the x-men the old magneto is still kind of there yeah the one who just wants to kill all the humans so that the mutants can just take their place
0: well he just thinks they're like kind of full of it like they're just saying that but they don't really believe it so yeah. you want to feel what, what it is to be a mutant I you want to be like us let magneto show you and he's like attacking them all
2: i don't know right because you could say that especially early on uh the school that benjamin deeds is from like that was like that whole thing right they were having a pro mutant rally but as soon as there was a disturbance there that involved mutants they were suddenly anti-mutant and were like nope we're not helping you like in this moment you have a group that was attacked and they still formed back together and they're still a bunch of pro mutant people yeah and I, i it wasn't perfectly clear whether or not it was like Cause it could be one of two things. It could be that's the, uh, almost the same crowd, and some people have switched, or now they're uh, they got so big that they're attracting anti-mutant people yeah. there as well. Who are like, well, what are you talking about? They brought that destruction on us, and yeah, you know,
0: yeah, that's why it's more anti-mutant now because it went to crap last time.
2: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that the fact that they're still pro-mutants is like at least those people at that rally could say. That dude was not shook we- about Cyclops at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, Devin did not. <laughs> he was still sh- praising him. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I've only been to Ann Arbor twice, man. Both times, this rally. <laughs> yeah, this rally. <laughs> were they around 2013? Is that when you were there? Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah,
0: Magneto looks really bad right here because he's drooling.
2: He's drooling, straight up drooling. He's thinking Middle about of the day, he wants to destroy him. And he's oh yeah, salivating. Um, and Dazzler shows up and she's Max. like, "So why'd you call me here?" And Eric. He, yeah, and he's like, "You don't get to call me Eric. It's Magneto to you." Fine, Max. It's Doctor <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> I am Magneto. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's a long conversation that ends with uh. Well, it doesn't even quite end with it because they keep it going a little bit um, through the, the pages because they like do a flash forward, yeah. While also still flash like having this conversation, he has one of the most badass lines to her though when he's talking about his powers and she's like, "Like I thought your powers were messing up. Like you can't throw a tank anymore, can you?" And he's like, "No, but I can do it with a bullet or a knife." Yeah. And uh, she she does bring up like, "You ever think it might be psychosomatic?" <laughs> In your head. And he kind of has this whole, like, what'd you just say? Like, yeah, he second, like you don't he think I ready. know how my powers work? What you talking about, Willis? Fucking master of magnetism, man. I've been doing this since... 63. No, since <laughs> since the 40s. I know. In Nazi Germany. I was recalling their own joke. Um, but, He's been wearing those same damn clothes. <laughs> um... But she basically brings up that, like, yeah, something crazy is happening in uh, Madripoor where mutants just seem to be flocking there. And he goes to investigate why that is.
0: And he even grew a beard for this.
2: Or a, a goatee, goatee and a mustache. I mean, yeah. that, I mean he, he looks, you're not wrong because he probably grew a beard, shave the sides into goatee. He, so, I mean, you're right. He looks well, like. Well, uh, what's the
0: question, though? Is it real, or did, is that stick on?
2: <laughs> he stopped to get some that put on. He looks sort of like uh, what is it like a like a Colombian drug lord? Yeah, like well, he's got like that vibe going on about him. Yeah, and I think this whole scene here, they kind of did based off of that scene in uh, First Class. In the First Class movie, yeah. yeah, 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 where he's interrogating the Nazis at the bar—that awesome, so scene. fucking cool. Um, so he gets there. And so a couple things happen. In the background, you see like some uh, like a happy mutant kind of walking on air in a black and green suit, and you see Sabretooth like look over his shoulder at him. And then the next page, you see Sabretooth beating the shit out of somebody and all you'd see are like black and green legs like with white boots sticking up from the ground like he f- he saw that guy who was happy. And just dragged him down and started beating the shit out of him for no reason. And they do show I him. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they yeah. do show him staring at that guy while he's walking. Yeah, <laughs> so he's like. So it's Ugh. premeditated. He's yeah. like, that guy's having a good time. Fuck, not on my watch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not in Madripoor. <laughs> and also, they show um, Mystique as Dazzler walking across the street. Like at while that's happening, you can see uh, that like when. Sabretooth is beating the shit out of that guy that Dazzler's just walking across the street right behind Magneto.
0: Oh yep, yeah, because she's wearing the same clothes she was when she walked away from Magneto. Yeah. yeah.
2: So which, they show you right there, yeah, Dazzler and which um, is, and Sabretooth are both there. Which is crazy because like later we find out that it's like this whole elaborate reveal where she shows up in a helicopter wearing her uh shield uniform, dressed as Dazzler, and then like reverts back to Mystique. So she went far out of her way. To go from tailing him to then running ahead of him to pull off the whole, like, helicopter entrance. (laughs) She she tried so hard for this to make it look (laughs) For such a shitty return on her investment. I like
0: to think she was not even thinking about Magneto. She was just there with Sabretooth, like, that's the guy. He's the happy one.
2: Yeah, but then- Take him (laughs) out. Well, why would she bother being dressed up as Dazzler? (laughs) Just the-
0: Because she's the mutant liaison, man. She can't break character.
2: She couldn't be walking around as Mystique. So, uh, anyway, Magneto sees... Like, he's kind of following this group of, uh, like, kind of youngish-looking mutants who are talking about Judd Apatow movies. Yeah. Um, as they go up to this bar... They say every movie he writes ends with an old white guy on a bike. <laughs> uh, they see them go up to this bar, and then they get something, and he sees that it's a uh, mutant growth hormone, which is also weird that, like mutants are taking mgh because usually it's like regular humans taking mgh to get powers i assume that everybody there isn't a mutant i think it's just a place that mutants can like like uh be free to be mutants but madripoor was a full country with people in it i think they're still there i can see that here's the only thing that's throwing me off right anytime that they have to draw a place that's supposedly filled with mutants they almost always revert to, like, lizard-looking people and just making them out, like, like obvious, overt mutants, right? Yeah. And the implication is Madripoor is now filled with mutants, so once you start seeing uh, Magneto walking around and there's a bunch of crazy-looking people, you just assume they're mutants because, like, that's the subject of the matter. Yeah. Um, also, there's a little part while they're buying the MGH that it, it's I, I think it's kind of Brian Michael Bendis' take on... Uh, white comic book writers writing black characters because okay. <laughs> the guy is saying like uh how much longer we gotta wait here yo and they're like yo what the why are you talking like that <laughs> like because anytime you ever read uh like most of the time you read a, a a white comic book writer write a black yeah. character they're aggressively trying to use slang that's outdated by like 15 years yeah I wonder if we're gonna like Ten years from now, we read a book and they're talking like they're saying "fleek." Oh, that'd be so annoying. <laughs> um, I hope not. I'm surprised they haven't uh, started putting ham. Like this year should be the year they start putting ham in books. Oh, like people are going ham. Yeah. Um, anyway, I this- think we might
0: have overpassed ham.
2: That's what we're saying. They're writers about 15 years too late on slang. So anyway, this is when they have that whole bar fight because he goes in there looking to see who, like who's selling the MGH, and also wanting to know who's, uh, who's, like, the leader. Who's the one running Madripoor? Because before then, it was, like, you they know. It. A- yeah, AIM, or in Hydra, like, they owned Madripoor. And now they don't, because Mystique, obviously, she had Hydra clash with the Hand and all that shit. Yeah, and we saw Mystique attempting to get Madripoor in the all-new. Like, new, buy it, yeah. Yeah, in the all-new stories. So, uh... They they give up, what is it, an address or something? Because he ends up in front of that building um, and meets Blob. And he still doesn't know who's running it. And he's like, yeah. Blob, he says, is this you? And, and Blob is like, oh, man, I'm so <laughs> glad you think I'm that smart. It's Party Boy Blob. He's got, like, a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> in, which they, they will make Hawaiian shirts to fit any size. It doesn't matter how big you are. You just have to be big. Yeah, Blob is wearing it.
0: Fun fact. Yeah, it's Hydra Tower. That was the only information they gave him. Right. Hydra Tower
2: fun fact you actually can't get a hawaiian shirt in a small or even a medium <laughs> no you have to get a large uh, extra large and cut it yeah and at that point it's like why are you even bothering
0: yeah I take it to the like a seamstress or something
2: well the good thing with the hawaiian shirt is you can wear one that's 10 sizes too big for you but just never button it up yeah. then Just is hanging off you like a cape so they go up to the roof and Blob's like, "Hey, remember these guys? And it's Silver Samurai and uh, Sabretooth. And Sabretooth's probably thinking, yeah, man, I saw you the other day. I was beating the shit out of some green guy. Just now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so now he's like, Creed, is this you? Did you do all this?
0: <laughs> he's asking everybody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> he sounds the like a
0: valet. Old,
2: like, he sounds he's like, like, is
0: this you? Did you
2: do this? <laughs> he sounds like an old confused man. Like, Who are you? Who's responsible here? Who's keeping me here? But the funniest thing is, everyone's assuming he's, like, happy. That he's, like, yeah, isn't it great? And he's, like, looking for someone to thank or something. And Mystique shows up in the helicopter. No, Alice is Dazzler initially. And he's, like, Blair, you brought me all the way. You could have told me this weeks ago, like, in person. To be fair (laughs) on that, though, he does look like um, an old white guy on vacation who, like, you know the old white guys that yell at their wife in public and it makes everybody uncomfortable? Yeah. He's dressed like that. Yeah. With the goatee and the shaved head and the open coat. Yeah. And she looks like, like he a was white mad guy trying to act Cuban. The crazy thing is, is, how did he not already guess it was Mystique? <laughs> how did it take him so long? Why did he actually need a reveal? And so, yeah. He's like, well, not quite Allison and Blair and it's Mystique. And, he, and then she's like going off on how amazing it all is. And what I like is. What ends up happening, you actually see the subtle moments in the panels. Like, you see Silver Samurai kind of like, wait, what the fuck's going on? And you see the the uh, magne- uh, magnetic waves, like, leaving um, Magneto and kind of going around Silver Samurai. And to the point where Mystique is talking, and he's just sort of like, no, fuck all this. And he stabbed, he has Silver Samurai, stab Mystique, and... Then he just has a pocket full of bullets and he has that riddle like everyone else. And he's just like, I am disappointed in all of you. I hate all of you. This is all terrible. The mutant growth hormone and the... Just for some reason, the way you said that, I'm picturing while he's doing all this, he is singing that Natasha Bedingfield song or whatever her name is. Pocket full of sunshine, but it's bullets. (laughs) (laughs) I got a pocket pocket, pocket pocket full of bullets. bullets. (laughs) (laughs) Take me away. (laughs) Just riddling them. Uh, I don't know
0: how do bullets hurt Blob though?
2: Right, that was weird. I mean, maybe hurt him. It probably won't kill him, but
0: I mean he definitely he got up first, but I couldn't even imagine him going down, to be honest.
2: (laughs) That's kind of his only option. I can't imagine I, I get, him doing he anything He's so else. big, you can't see his dick, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was dope, because even with his powers, like, drastically cut, he still just demolished them all. Yeah. yeah. Although, say, I mean, to be honest, Bullets that's a writer's that. thing. Sabretooth should have been a backup. Wolverine will take a machine gun and keep running. Blob takes five, or... Sabretooth will take five and go down like really
2: well i mean it is magneto yeah. he could have like well, had him ricochet around dude. in there and then pulled him out yeah he could have right. and they, they weren't ready for a fight he just started launching bullets at him yeah they were kind of like the healing
0: factor doesn't need to prepare that thing just goes
2: like they literally tell him like you would every time you've tried to do something on the scale you invited us so we thought we should it was only right to invite you and he was just like fuck your plan fuck fuck all this fuck yeah. you guys yeah, and then uh he spins off into his own book yeah they like it cuts back to the x-men uh at the new xavier school and they're like so magneto's been gone for a while huh it's like yeah but where else is he gonna go he's gonna he'll be back and then he's never back again. <laughs> he's never seen or heard from again and i don't know if we're gonna cover that but it is a dope story we'll cover we it. should it's so good yeah we uh well eventually we'll see, get to see, it, right. it well it's, it's on our do you not have the, the dossier that we wrote i don't have the dossier i, I, I spent so long on you it. didn't put in a manila, in a manila folder and that's the only way i take dossiers is in manila folders see it's irresponsible to mail stuff to each other right now the, we share an office right. yeah but like 30 people aren't touching me on the way to 30 people to will touch the dossier in the manila folder that you make that i mail yeah we share an office. You don't mail it. We don't have mail here. Bring it into the office. You don't bring. <laughs> you leave in it envelope. on the table. You can only mail envelopes. Otherwise, why is it in an envelope? I have been saying Manila folder. Why are you thinking envelope? Why would you need a folder? Where am I because gonna buy one? Because that's the only. Where one? am I gonna buy one? That's where you. All put the stores dossiers. are closed, Devin. That's where you put dossiers. <laughs> I'll just email it to you. Get to the future, like the rest of us.
0: Manila folders are essential, so I'm sure you can pick manila one.
2: Manila folders are a mountain range. We're not goddamn third grade. We don't need a manila folder. <laughs> I'll just come here with a filing cabinet and drop it off to you.
0: What is it? We're not in third grade or we're not secret agents?
2: But that's both. <laughs> third graders <laughs> are not our four <laughs> secret agents. Your, your sentence applies that all third graders are secret agents, and that's just not true. <laughs>
0: well, both of those use manila folders. But folder. also,
2: isn't it true? Detectives. They, don't all third graders think it. that they could be a secret agent i mean probably but a lot of people do it doesn't mean you're good at it anyway so right. going into book 17 <laughs> yeah is their field trip that's uh not a field trip yeah it, the, it opens up on um <laughs> on Ava Bell, bent over uh showing her butt that happens a lot huh yeah uh right there it's like pretty oh yeah She like the other one that was just like to be fair, Baklo is also showing you gold balls, but he is, and a lot of his gold balls. Yeah. So there's a, a lot of uh, it's got some a little something for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To be when he draws it, he doesn't uh, try to like. It's not sexualize it or anything. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh. So anyway, magic. Yeah, she shows up. Uh. Oh, I give the, you a look at Magic's costume and say that with a straight face. <laughs> How they draw magic, scotch. <laughs> or, or Emma it's got Frost? A boob frankly, window. <laughs> frankly, Emma still. Frost is just two long pasties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's like that. I feel like that fits with
0: her who character because they yeah. always
2: have. But magic, like, she's not trying to attract a dude or a girl. She's just got her her boobs are out there. She doesn't try, uh, try to make out with anybody until the current run of New Mutants. Yeah, fair enough. She does ask them if they wanted to make out. They're like, no. And then well, the looks one like sorta, they're yeah. like, ah, well, I saw the boob window. So. Well, they're hypersexualized now. They gotta fuck, right? They gotta make more. Yeah. Well, all the X Men books now are about uh, about banging. Uh, so Magic's like, have fun, <laughs> and just drops them off in uh, Tubla Rasa.
0: No, it's Montana.
2: No, <laughs> it's Mont. It's the Savage. God damn it! It's neither. It's Montana. They're still in the Danger Room. No, it's not. <laughs> The place in which they are is called Tublarasa. It's the place in Montana. It was a small town that got hyper evolved. It had happened over the the Gillen Run during the Utopia books. You're taking this very seriously when we we're obviously joking with you. <laughs> yes. So one of the Stepford Cuckoos finally dyed their hair red. Yeah, and they don't even bring it up. They br- they made a big deal about like her threatening to do it for the longest time, and then she finally does it, and they're just like, all right, whatever. She made a big deal about her threatening to do it. Nobody else ever answered her on that. No, Celeste. No, Celeste did. Celeste, I almost called her Celeste again. Uh, <laughs> Celeste was always like, you are not doing that. You know what's fucking yeah. you up on that? Is the Sinistee Pokemon. Oh, maybe. So, Celeste, Sinistee. So, right away they're like, we don't know where we are. And Hijack's like, I got a phone. And they're like, what, you got a phone? And he's like, yeah, I got a phone. And he's like, you're not supposed to have a phone. Professor Cyclops said that S.H.I.E.L.D. could track us with our phones. And he's like, that's no big deal. I got a phone. We're in Montana. He's like, I got a
0: contract. I'm not about to get rid of this before the contract's up. Know,
2: right? Maybe y'all have burners, but I have to I have to pay this to a certain point. <laughs> Such a stupid thing. It might have just been how I read it, but I assumed he meant like the work contract cuz he was an illustrator. That is literally what I thought too, but when you just said it out loud, that I'm like, "Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Why did it, why did what we think? Like why was that even a thing? Why did we even go there? Well, because they, they expressly show him making, like, the... Yeah, he's an illustrator, the, the, yeah. and they made a big deal out of it. So, it could be either way, really. Yeah. <laughs> I like it more, though, as, like, uh, instead of he has work that has to be done, it's way more entertaining that he already paid for the phone, and mm-hmm. he's not going to waste it. Uh, So, they start getting chased by weird, like, hyper-evolved bird dinosaurs. And, uh... They split up because that's what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> and uh, well, That's exactly what you do when <laughs> you're chased by a giant monster. You're thinking of psychopaths. You don't split up with psychopaths because then they can pick you off one-on-one. One. But when it's a giant bird, you can, you're can you supposed to run in different directions, so it, it, it confuses it. No, no, but they're also supposed to be surviving the space they're in. Yeah, but they're not very good at that. Exactly. So you you got to the <laughs> run thing in different directions. <laughs> and hope that the other ones die and not you? Yeah, serpentine pattern. <laughs> so, gold balls. He, Wait, are you going to find an alligator or are you going to run? Gold balls, gold balls. And, uh... Gold balls, gold bald. Gold balls, gold bald. Correct. And, uh... The bird dinosaur thing chokes on it. Now, is that redundant? Like, aren't d- d- dinosaurs birds? Yeah. Alright, so never mind. The dinosaur. Chokes on it. Uh... And trips over, and, like, that's the end of that thing. But then also, Tempest is just gone. Like, Ava threw up a time bubble and then just disappeared. It, it looked like it, like, landed on her, and uh, she, like, dispersed to an earlier, like, before all this. Actually, she... It didn't actually show it. It, it doesn't show, show it, it in this issue. Um, She flashes like, forward in time, actually. All right. I, I haven't read after this yet, so... I what I assumed happens with her it, uh, is that she went back in time and had been surviving there for a while, and that's why her clothes were all torn up when she comes. Seems back. like it, but it's literally the opposite.
0: Yeah, we should read that, by the way.
2: Yeah, aren't aren't we? Sort of. They, it, it happens. It's like an annual thing that happens. Oh. Two
0: annuals, yeah. Yeah,
2: two different annuals. They're good. It's 2099 stuff. I hate I know. 2099 <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> Nothing shocking pisses me more <laughs> than 2099 books. That is shocking. That is fucking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, a triage, couple of Jar Jar Binks without, tri- with less design. Chill triage on. starts screaming because he sees a spider. And one of the cuckoos is like, dude, we've literally been to hell. And fought demons, and you're freaked out over like spiders. And he's like, but they're gross. (laughs) And they're like brave. (laughs) Pretty much. And he's like, oh, did you just make me brave? And they're like, yeah. He's like, oh, thanks. You should do that more often.
0: This is that point where I was talking about, because the red-haired cuckoo says we are in a dangerous situation, and screaming just doesn't cut it. And he says, sorry, Irma.
2: Yeah, who cares at this point, you know?
0: (laughs) I care, okay.
2: (laughs) With the cuckoos, I just, I don't. I don't even sorta. Well, because I feel like that
0: was the point of changing the hair, so that you can get them correct. And then the first thing they do, is she just dyed her hair red, and that's the first thing they do.
2: But they also (laughs) fucked them up anyway. So like, who who cares? You know, the stepford. I can't even begin to imagine because I know how much trouble me and Justin have with them. I can't imagine how much trouble you have with them because you can't tell (laughs) unrelated blonde women women apart, let alone like triplets who aren't even real. (laughs) That are a clone of someone. Whoa,
0: whoa, (laughs) whoa.
2: Yeah. You take that. (laughs) I mean, it might be a problem I have. Anyway. uh, uh, So, I forget who shows up. Is it uh, Benjamin? Fabio. uh, Huh?
0: Fabio shows up and he was like...
2: Oh, yeah. I heard someone screaming. Which one of you girls was screaming? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was triage. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, they end up all linking back up together. Oh, a a crazy thing happens with Benjamin. Because... One of the cuckoos starts freaking out because Celeste uh, tries to read the mind of these beings they run into, and she, like, goes comatose, it seems like, and Benjamin goes up to them and starts morphing into them, thinking that they're, like, communicating or finding some sort of, uh, like, rel- like, common ground. Common ground. Um, and whatever it is, it's just enough for Celeste to, like, get out of her funk and she's like, those aren't friendly creatures at all. And they get all like <laughs> crazy <spears>. monsters. <laughs> <laughs> that will always be funny to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that will never get old for me. Anyway, they get all like weird vampire, like vampire they, they They go to try to eat them and they chase them. Uh, what it reminds me of is the aliens from The World's End. Have you seen that movie? No, but it did just make me think of uh, What's-His-Face, uh, I Am Legend. They're kind of like those. Yeah, In uh, in The World's End, they're just like normal people. And then once they are trying to, like, they enter in battle and they're like, all right, talking's done. Mm-hmm. They open their mouth and they're like, ah, and it's like an alarm noise that comes out. Oh, weird. <laughs> uh, and then Ava shows back up and she's all, like, sexified because her clothes are, like, torn and her hair's longer and she even looks... Sort of older. She has abs. She has abs, and she on abs. And she time bubbles them, just in time for a shield to show up and surround them and be like, "Hey, you guys, you're coming with us." And hijacks like, "No, we're not." <laughs> and he hijacks their armors and has them turn their own guns on themselves, and then magic buses them away. I think armor's yep. already played so he can
0: lot, actually you know? use his powers <laughs> on stuff that's not a vehicle.
2: Yeah, that's what this I was the saying. First instance. That's what I was trying to say uh, weeks ago when they first introduced him. We were talking about how weird his power would be if it's just vehicles. So he must have a control just over Te- general yeah. technology. Which, like, yeah, so why weird. didn't he tell his phone not to emit a signal? <laughs> or at, at the very least, be like, "Hey, bud, if someone tries to like hack you, let me know." I actually have the answer for that. He's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I guess you can consider that armor a vehicle.
2: Yeah, kind of. Like it, I mean it, they're piloting it. Yeah. That I like though at first because it just kind of looks like they're robots, but they like all the robots aim the guns and then you hear the dudes' voices being like, "We're not doing this. <laughs> we can't stop it. Sorry." It's like the same thing Silver Samurai said. It's like I'm not doing this. <laughs> Fucking Magneto, stop it. Yeah. When it, oh, yeah. Because we kind of glossed over how he just stabs Mystique. Yeah. I said it. I just did. Yeah. I, well I, I glossed over. it. Okay. sitting right next to me. Um, Yeah, so they go back. They they get magic bust back to the school. And Scott's like, so you failed. You sucked. What was that shit? You brought a phone? You had a phone? I didn't, like, when I said they could track you by your phone, I wasn't being cute. They can track you by your phone. And then I think Celeste was like, hey, that's not fair. We didn't, like, all fail. And he's like, no, that's true. I didn't mean all (laughs) you guys. You guys did well. Fabio. (laughs) take a bow yeah he's like my boy fabio killed it always killing it love you boo boo killed that bird <laughs> yeah. like nailed it it's just this motherfucker i'm talking to <laughs> yeah who, he failed who kept a phone because of a contract yeah. the only phones we have here operate the danger room we're rogue mutant revolutionaries we don't give a shit about contracts <laughs> he's like you got credit cards on you too <laughs> you so bow down a sprint <laughs>
0: They were all standing up when they did that, or when they got teleported by magic. And then when they show up, Fabio's just on the ground with gold balls everywhere.
2: Yeah. He can't help himself.
0: He did not take that well.
2: (laughs) He just shoots his balls everywhere. And the Admiral Cause, if there ever was one. (laughs) And then, uh. (laughs) Admiral Cause? Mr. (laughs) Bond. Uh, and then, uh. (laughs) He's. (laughs) He's, uh, like. Wait, are you serious? I'm seriously like getting kicked off the team You're because quiet. of a cell phone, and uh, Magic's like, "Yeah, just be grateful you didn't kill someone." But he just drops her, she just drops him off in front of his old apartment. Which is just kind of like, I don't even live here anymore. Like I did, you think I kept paying this rent? <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. He kept up on his phone though. <laughs> well, he pay, he prepaid that contract. <laughs> he still had minutes. Yeah. So uh, he's like, my girlfriend's not even here anymore. <laughs> My car's gone. I drove that away with my head. <laughs> yeah, now we get into the book whose cover we've been talking about. Yeah. Beginning where... Issue 18. The, the gun Cyclops-, Cyclops said. Yeah. Cyclops Confessions. Yep. This is where he turns into Usher. And Rudy does the art for this. Well, it was bad. I think the art's not... That bad. It's I think the bad. paneling is kind of trash. No, the, the paneling is 100% trash. Anytime he does a close-up on a face, it's terrible. I don't know what his line work, like, what the point of, yeah, they, all the faces look dirty. He's hit and miss. Like, I kind of like uh, like that when the paneling kind of changes. It doesn't work for uh, if most for, of these pages. Well, what I'm saying is the, the paneling does not work if you're reading it online because the smart paneling doesn't know what the hell to do. It's not just that everyone looks like their faces are covered in soot. Yes, that's annoying. Well, they, they're they're they, from, they're they, written by Charlton Heston. or not Charlton Heston? <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> wrong. Who's the person I'm thinking of? Who writes the the Christmas Carol? Uh, Charles Dickinson? Yeah, Charles Dickinson, not Charlton yeah. Heston.
0: I was gonna say like, isn't it just Dickens?
2: Dick, yeah, Dickens. Yeah, Dickens. Charles Dickens. Yeah. It took three of us dumbasses to come up with that <laughs> <Yeah>. one guy's name. <laughs> well, I was going to say, he's just like a little British orphan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's how he's drawing everyone. It's not what he's drawing that's bad. It's just, I don't know. And any any close up it's to a face is, is strange. And, like, hair choices are weird. I don't know. There's always a thing going on where it's just like, why is that a thing? Otherwise, it would have been great. But, so, like, so much of it just bugs me rather than is, like, entertaining or cool yeah and the the book jumps around a whole lot between timelines and it's hard to read the jump sometimes just because like the background will be white and if and the letters will be white if i ever end up reading a comment that it's because art is supposed to bother you i'm gonna reach through and smack somebody like i'll develop the power to reach through technology (laughs) you're like a cooler hijack <laughs> hey, isn't he Hispanic, or is he just Asian? No, he's Asian. And is that what is that? <laughs> Justin. That's a good question. <laughs> Justin just no. sent us a picture. <laughs> uh, Justin will post it, but they have one of the cuckoos, the skirts all the way up, and there's something in between the legs, but you can't really tell what it is. <laughs> uh, but it's flesh colored for some reason. <laughs> Justin will post the picture uh, when this episode goes up of that. Yeah,
0: that's just... That was very strange. I don't
2: know. <laughs> yeah, so I check out our Facebook and our Twitter and Instagram to see that picture. Yep. So, <laughs> issue 18. At Mexman <laughs> Uh Scott's team and the his students, they arrive back at the school from doing something and uh, they're complaining still about Hijack being gone. Like, well, some are and others are defending. Like, you know, this isn't a three strikes and you're out thing. This is a one strike and you're out. Like, you... He fucked up royally. Yeah. Like, he put everybody's life in danger because he wanted his phone still. Yeah. Like even, I think Benjamin is actually on Scott's side of like, like I liked him too, but he fucked up. Yeah. It seemed like was, and Scott pushed me down mud. Like even Ava who was talking about how they, she wanted him back was still kind of on Scott's side. She was just like, it just sucks that he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I get it, and what was it, triage is the one who's like, what, we're just out as soon as we mess up once, and Scott's like, yeah, you mess up, it can kill everybody here, so you can't mess up. Like, you know how many students we've had before this, and like, dead. You can't be done goofing. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be not goofing. You can't get caught goofing, and the best way to not get caught goofing, don't goof. You don't goof. You don't goof the goofer. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> when you're done goofed, you, you end up like David Bond. Goof me once. Sh- shame on me. <laughs> goof me twice. Oh, Don't goof the goof. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they realize that the uh, the original X-Men who have been staying with them the past week First are class. no longer there. Um, And they're like, where would they go? Because this doesn't make sense. We have the only jet and we just got back in it so and magic was with us so she couldn't have teleported them out of here
0: and we locked the doors
2: <laughs> which is a, i don't think we brought that point up before but like when they left they just kind of stole a jet When who left the first class with kitty they just took a jet oh i thought no i thought magic brought them you would think that but where'd they get a jet then they didn't that was the whole point is that they didn't have a, the jet that scott and them had the jet so they were trying to figure out what happened to the team because they should have been there. But how did Scott and them have the jet? Oh, yeah, their initial see, jet. Yeah, yeah, they just stole a jet. Yeah, yeah, they just... Uh, I think when Kitty and the first class X-Men came over, they stole a jet. No, they've been had it. They've been... Well, they stole somebody's Remember, jet. Remember? Because they showed hijack. Pick it up. Well, you know what they did? They, they had dunk-noofed. Magneto carry it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even fly. They just have Magneto push it <laughs> everywhere. Like, he had to have pushed it because he couldn't even use his powers. Yes. Yeah pushed it by hand he's like one of those world's strongest men that have it like strapped to his back i mean they got 90s magneto to do it though like that buff (laughs) that's that's how he got swole (laughs) why so
0: jacked get out and push magneto taking all that
2: human growth hormone which is like steroids that's basically all gene does in the original x-men movies is just push the plane sometimes yeah or tell people she's holding back a waterfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which she could have easily done inside the jet. Um, so anyway, uh, they're, they're looking around and they see that there's like signs of a struggle and Scott finds a Shi'ar weapon and they realize, oh, they got picked up like by aliens. And even Ava's like, wait, aliens, like aliens, aliens? Like, yeah, aliens, aliens. <laughs> I, I think they're doing that every time they say aliens they do that meme <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like, like you mean like aliens or like aliens, aliens. <laughs> and then it time lapses two weeks prior and it's scott and he's like trying to he was training trying to like focus no powers on his blast. yeah <laughs> well with powers this whole point is trying to fix his broken powers and uh this had to have been right after Battle of the Atom. I think he's he's definitely listening to Seether the entire time while he's training. I I don't get it. Featuring Amy Lee from Evanescence. Which is wait is that the Evanescence song? That's the Wake Me Up. No, because that's the that's <laughs> no. the electro training one. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> no, it's the the because I'm broken. Everybody's heard that song. I'm, Either I'm way, it's more. an Evanescence training song. Yeah. Like it's a tra- training. I'll month play it for you after know. this. Okay. You're gonna be like, yeah, I've definitely done. But he's definitely listening to that song, crying about his powers. <laughs> uh, and he literally like ends up in like in a backflip because his powers go crazy and he just flings his whole body away. Um, and then he's like in like getting up in the snow and magic shows up and she just has Shadowcat there and he's like and she's like, hey, here's Kitty, our friend. You have things to talk about and then leaves. And then he's just like, wait, what? You? This is something we talk about first. You don't just – and then there's the whole, like, Batman thing that happens. And he's like, I hate it when she does that. This bugged
0: You me. told him about my secret base. Yeah. Um,
2: I don't know about you guys, but this bugged me because at this point it's getting kind of lazy. Of How many times have we read Scott saying the same thing? Of, i wasn't in control it was the phoenix doing it but i'm mad at myself and i accept responsibility but i would kill myself if i actually had killed charles xavier on my own it's the same converse that we we've we, read it six times and yes, he said it to kitty before but it's the first time with kitty by themselves and she's yeah, just her but with. he said it to her at the mansion with other people there he, she wanted to hear him say it alone I guess. Well,
0: he had to rehearse the speech. He was about to die. The first
2: time it was unconvincing, but he said it so much that she's like, you know what? You're getting pretty good at this now. <laughs> uh, I think that it, I don't know. Like, I think it makes sense, but also it is tiring that we're, we keep hearing it. Like maybe if we didn't hear it a couple of times prior to this and then this happened. It, everybody already knows what his thoughts on this are. And I don't, uh, especially since the exposition is for the reader it's not really for the characters especially when you've seen them do that with them in that area before so she's heard this whole thing unless we the... don't need to read it again there was not really a point for this whole fight unless the point isn't the x ex- for exposition the point is to to drive home that even scott doesn't actually know like if that's the case then actually this makes sense then they've done drove it home plenty of times already well,
0: <sighs> yeah. This is what was weird. It seemed like Bendis didn't write this because Kitty's out of character here. First of all, if she's because she's got her hand phased through Scott's head, she's gonna lose that hand.
2: No, they they show her do that a good amount of times where she can like unfaze just enough. He even yeah. Scott says, "So you're gonna unfaze your hand just enough and kill me, right?" Like,
0: well, she's done that before too, and they've said somebody who actually knows her powers. No, most of the time she's bluffing because they don't know her powers.
2: Yeah, but. I think what's going on is you have because there's a moment where Scott's like, is this what I think it is? And she's like, what do you think it is? And he's like, it seems like you're going to unphase your hand just enough to kill me. So by saying just enough, meaning like there's some level in there where it's minor damage to herself while killing the person.
0: She's never done that.
2: Sure. But like the implication According. is that it, it can happen. Like Cyclops has never actually punched a hole through a mountain but that's that. yeah yes no he hasn't yeah. when did it happen x-men oh, in the 60s 135 you just saying a number It'd be. We're not <laughs> through the
0: whole mountain he, not through the whole that's mountain, my but.
2: point though is that they always say it's in his description that his power is so great that it can punch a hole through a mountain but we never actually see the upward limit of his power doing that he punches a hole through a roof a lot <laughs> yeah, but a roof is significantly weaker than a mountain. You don't know that he couldn't even punch a hole through a door. We won't see. We won't know that until Civil we War. see him shoot a hole through a roof and then a mountain, <laughs> and then compare. My point is, is that hypothetically she can do that with her power, so it's a it's a credible threat at at the very least. I think it's just, uh, or maybe she's just angry enough to be like, yeah, fuck my fingers. I think You'll it's just kind of a known thing now that f- people who phase. Can unphase just enough to like kill somebody like that and keep like not lose their hand mm-hmm. because like I, any I don't person know, i read a specific does
0: that. i read a specific book where she did that and they called her on her bluff and she had to pull out because she couldn't do anything
2: i think she could she just she doesn't she's not a killer well either way she really wanted to kill cyclops and he yeah he goes through the whole thing like do you really think that if i was in my right mind that i would kill Xavier? You think that you don't hate me more than I hate me. I know you're mad. You're angry with me. Logan's angry with me. Everyone's angry with me. But no one's angrier than I am at myself. Like, he goes through that whole spiel. And, yeah, she's like, all right, fine. Meanwhile, like, Magic's in uh, the cafeteria part. And I do like the – oh, no. Actually, I'm thinking of a couple books ago where Ava's talking about how they were in the kitchen or rather the torture chamber – (laughs) <laughs> that yeah. you guys have just decided is the kitchen. I like references to that all the time. Yeah. Uh. After after the fight between them settles down, it goes to um, Scott talking to the younger version of himself. Oh, that's a while from now, actually.
0: Yeah, because we get the Emma where I thought it was out of character too, where she's yelling at Kitty saying, I think you concocted this whole thing with Beast just to bring young Jean Grey here. Yeah.
2: No, w- uh, what I was trying yeah. to say is while... Scott and Kitty are talking. Magic is like in the cafeteria part of the the Xavier school. It's so weird because, again, the panels are all freaking stupid. Yeah, well, they're and, all Cyclops' and optic they're, blast. Blasts. Yeah. Like uh, making the. It's just all crazy. Yeah. But the way that it, it looks, it almost looks like Carnage is. Like yeah, like weird up. Carnage tentacles. Um, but anyway, they're realizing that someone else is there and. Uh, Oh, like, yeah, it's Kitty. And they're all like, oh, she wants to kill uh, Cyclops and stuff. So you have some of the students kind of freaking out about what's happening outside the school while they're having that conversation. And then there's a moment where Scott's like, look, when we thought you were gone, like forever, when you were in space, like I cried for you. Like I screamed for you and I did that until I couldn't do that anymore. But you're back. And we thought Peter was gone and, and Peter's back. And for a second, she gets hope. Like, he, what he means to say is that maybe Xavier's out there. She's like, maybe he'll come back. And he's is like, he oh, really? he's dead. And <laughs> he's like, no, that's not yeah, what I'm saying. He's I, dead. like, super killed him. <laughs> like, you were just in a bullet. <laughs> not a missile. A bullet.
0: He kind of built her up to that, though. He
2: did. Like, that he was said, kind of like the dick moment. every day that Xavier
0: will find his way back. And then she was like, yeah, maybe he can. He's like, no, he can't. Yeah, I
2: made sure of it. <laughs> but then Why he would does you think of that we have his brain but then he does like three different ways yeah because he took over somebody's <laughs> body well that but he's also like in heaven with kurt and then he's also like got his brain getting taken over by red skull yeah for the whole axis thing but like so like that he, wasn't him coming back and then the heaven one he's no, no, no there. it is his consciousness is in there like, yeah. he actually fights against the Red Skull. That's the whole point of, like, the Axis thing. Yeah, but he's not, like, back. His consciousness is somehow weirdly spread between three different places. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so, it's, yeah. it's crazy. He's in heaven. No, he's the Red Skull. He's, he's in, uh, in Axis. And the re- yeah. And he's... Um, fighting... What's-his-face? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Not Mojo. Uh, the... Uh, what was it? The Shadow King. Uh, yeah. Um, Aubrey Plaza. He's, yeah, he's fighting Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so... <laughs> uh anyway there's like they've come to that understanding she's like well i'm not gonna be part of your revolution and he's like sure <laughs> we'll see when the time comes so it's like a whatever you guys can stay here but like yeah, when the time literally goes, yeah. the next week
0: yeah it says <laughs> one week later yeah and then there's you have that
2: moment Bob <laughs> one week later and you have that moment with angel and he's like finally you dummies come to your senses and you're <laughs> with us yeah like, in the fucking frozen tundras of Canada. <laughs> but as soon as, like, uh, current Scott looks at first-class Scott, they're just like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it's funny because just last episode we were talking about, you know, the whole big brother-little sister relationship of Scott and Kitty. And how she's sort of like, and that's why you're Scott Summers. Because they realize the location of the place. And, but now, taken through this context, this this prism of, like, literally a week ago, she almost murdered him. <laughs> she got over that real quick. <laughs> like, that was one hell of, like, an act that, that's, or something. That's why that part bugs me so much. It's, it's, it's out of place and unneeded. Well, that's yeah. that's what's weird about, like, earlier when, I, when we were talking about Bendis writing, where it's like, yeah, sometimes he, he doesn't even realize what he's writing between two parallel stories that, like, he's writing both of. Yeah. And then there's contextual difference is they're like oh you know cons- how'd that happen considering scott's powers are fucking up the paneling kind of makes it think, seem like he's shooting all over the building while he's trying to oh. talk to people yeah but it's just scribbles that's yeah. ultimately what's so annoying is that it's just the guy scribbling but yeah then it goes into the uh, conversation between him and gene gray well first there's that uh that th- way you said emma emma was freaking out that like they're even there and she's just like you know what this is this is this is you you being kitty and beast just like being mad at me for that thing. I did that one time and just making my life a living hell now. And, uh, was it shadow Just like, no, that's just what we call like a happy coincidence. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that was out of character for Emma to freak out. And, yeah, and storm like off. That. she like threw a fit and stormed well, off. Cause
2: she's the one who keeps on telling the step for cuckoos to back off of gene. But then she shows up. Yeah. She keeps going back and forth between yeah. whether she's going to hate gene gray because in, or whether she's uh, a mature adult. Yeah, in Battle of the Atoms, she was like, ugh, not Jean Grey. And yeah. then right after she's that, like, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, be cool with her.
0: She's weird about it. Like, she doesn't like the fact that young Jean is there. But she's still a kid. Like, Emma's cool with kids. Like, as soon as the old Jean Grey showed up, she was like, oh, yeah, now it's time. Yeah, but now they're... And wanted to fight. They're a
2: lot closer now in the current <laughs> 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 You could say they're almost inside each other. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah like you said scott uh he goes up to uh Jean, and gene's like so you've been avoiding me he's like i didn't know what was appropriate and she's like nothing you're thinking <laughs> <laughs> so that was <laughs> probably nothing including
0: what you're thinking right now oh, yeah because that's he's, inappropriate
2: he's had sex with the older version of her so if he's thinking about that she looks at his mind that's like
0: well and the younger version of her
2: well yeah
0: when he was a younger version of him
2: but like and not that young of a version. Uh of yeah, not that young. They had promise rings and abstinence oh, rings yeah, at true. the same time. He was huge into the Jonas Brothers <laughs> before they were born. Yeah, He's like a super hipster. Who one of them is fucking Jean Grey now? Ah. <laughs> Coincidence? Probably. Probably. I think Probably. not. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> or so. Um Yeah, and then she kind of just he, he comes to say hi, and she's kind of just like fuck you. And also, she just happens to be holding their uh, their wedding invitation. Yeah, she brought it with them. And Cause they they found that at the the Jean Gray school. Yeah. So she's had that on. Well, him. no, uh, Scott had it in his um, his Lock safety box. deposit box. Remember. Yeah, but he yeah. brought. He, it, he took. He it. gave it to her at the Jean Gray school. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm what I'm saying is she. Had it at the Jean Grey school and brought it with her yeah. to give to Scott for, like, a moment. And meanwhile, <laughs> Scott's probably like, I thought I left this in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like, He's like, that mother... He went to my bank and took my stuff. <laughs> my nudie pictures.
2: <laughs> the nudie pictures of Emma Frost. Yeah. And <laughs> cut <to> Wolverine. <laughs> with M- his jacket. M- Mystique. It was Mystique who... Uh, it. So Mystique has all the Emma Frost nudes. Who took the jacket back? I thought we had, no, I was calling back to a joke that like Wolverine then finds the pictures oh, yeah. in his jacket and he's like, thank you, Scott Summers. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, Jean gives him back the invitation and she's like, the thing is you lived it and I can't even imagine it. And then just walks around. Yeah. Well, and she said, <laughs> she's like, I know everything. He's like, I look through Beast's head. And like, Beast didn't know shit. Yeah, that was kind of like, yeah, Beast didn't know everything, not between us, and yeah. Which is a weird thing, too, is like, what well, you He's also- vanting with Avengers. Yeah, he lived it, and you don't have to imagine it, but thanks to his thoughts and you're reading them, you actually don't have to imagine it. You saw it. <laughs> you, you said it was inappropriate. <laughs> uh, and, Beast
0: had cameras. You know he did.
2: <laughs> and then cut to uh, just two sad boys sad boying on a hill.
0: As one does when you're a sad boy. As two do. And yeah.
2: they're sad boys.
0: And yet, when as two are one, one does, because
2: boy. when two are one sad boy, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's even that joke, the whole what's mine is yours in there. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't know whether that's clever or if I should be mad at that.
0: Pun. I liked it. Yeah, that, uh, that a zinger like from Scott insane. right there.
2: Yeah. And then they get into the whole, like, uh, older Scott is imparting his wisdom on younger Scott. Eddie's like, yeah, stay away from redheads. Also, stay away from blondes. Maybe just stay away from psychics in general. And he's like, well, so brunettes? And he's like, you should probably stay away from them too. He's like, <laughs> alright, so no women. Just date bald chicks. Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wolverine. So yeah, he uh, he's like, so Xavier. <laughs> and he's like, this speech again. Alright. <laughs> and it ends. <laughs> he just, he opens up the earlier part of this comic, yeah. he's like, "Do you see?" He's that? like, "Oh, I left
0: the oven on." <laughs> Gets up and leaves.
2: You should know what I'm about to say. You will say it later. Yeah, and A that's lot. the end of the issue. I like. I like this issue, and I like hate this issue at the same time. I hate it mostly because of all those close-ups in in the art. Yeah, I mean the last the last page is awesome of him just of him being blasting everywhere. Yeah, he's Vegetaing.
0: Just- He's blasting everywhere. Of
2: just, of just like the lack of control. Like he controls absolutely nothing in his life, and he picked the base where they stay. (laughs) Yeah, he picked the base. Yeah, he's like he's gonna be so cool. But yeah, um, so this this leads up into the whole trial of Jean Grey that we're gonna be covering soon, and then after this, it kind of leads into X Men vs. Shield. Yeah, which I mean, ultimately. We end up like deep. We're gonna be deep diving into like Scott's psyche and stuff. You know what this, this was? <laughs> you know how like Batman vs Superman wasn't like its own movie? It was like a trailer for uh, a bunch of other superhero movies that DC wanted to do. Yeah, that, this is what this it? arc was. Was just like, hey, we're gonna do a lot of cool stuff. Like you guys should read these other books because they're like all of these were like set up for like oh we'll, the, we'll use this one set up Magneto. and we'll use this one to set up uh the what we're doing Trial of Gene Grey yeah. yeah it was just a bunch of set up books really uh yeah and the, the set up for the inhuman thing yeah, yeah. they were yeah they set up the whole terra genesis cloud i i don't know if if it's a if it's a dive into his psyche of guilt like i get it and and at the end that like young scott's been that the, that's the whole thing he's been wanting to do is talk to his older self to understand why he even did it and if it's true that he did it and it's sort of like this is the moment scott has to be honest with himself literally like if he's just been bullshitting himself this entire time that he didn't kill xavier which i mean we we all read it though like we we know inherently he wasn't in control that the dark phoenix took over And that he was grasping at even consciousness, let alone control. He he just wanted to plant some food, man. Yeah. That's all he wanted, and they kept on. Which is like, it's sort of like, when someone does something inadvertently, and then everyone keeps giving them shit, so they feel more and more guilty, whether or not they were actually responsible. And it's like, to the point where they feel like they are responsible for, say, like, like someone who's driving, hits black ice, and then ends up killing somebody because their car spun out. Yeah, or like... It's kind of like when you're you're vaguely slightly annoyed and everybody keeps telling you to chill out. It's you just get more and more so, mad. So every yeah. time somebody would tell you to chill out, that's them knocking out another one of the the Phoenix Five. <laughs> yeah. And he's just building up and building up until <laughs> finally they're like, "Chill out!" And he's like, "I'm calm." <laughs> yeah, kind. Of, so I don't know. It just feels weird. It feels weird to have this sort of rehashed over and over again and what we're rehashing over and over again is that you should go like the facebook page twitter and the instagram everything at maxman podcast yeah and we got shirts yeah. and whatnot and you can buy those well onesies at, sorry just public at okay. Men podcast on um, podcast get a tapestry all of that, get a pin <laughs> all of that available in the show notes Also, if you like our outro, uh, the link to the full video of that song will also be in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. We're agreeing, man. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you guys agree with the things that. Are you agreeing that we agree? (laughs) He is agreeing that we agree. (laughs) Uh, Nice. Anything you want to say about the show notes? No. Read them. Nothing that's produced yet. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the link for uh, everything will be included in the show notes, like I said. And uh, you know what that is? That's for today. <laughs> <laughs>